I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zack Snyder. And welcome back to another episode of another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube, the show where we talk about the dictionary meaning of the word loggers. So I'm going I'm to start off with Zach. What do you think loggers means? So when you've, uh, you know when you're constipated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> leaving leaving a lot to the imagination there, but I think that's for the best. Absolutely. I'm going. Yeah. Um, of course, my mind goes to people in the logging industry. You know, cutting yeah. down logs. They're loggers, right? True. True. Um, unfortunately for us, Mister Mister Ben of the Discord did not see either of our interpretations. Damn. And instead, just posted funny tree with long mouth and called it loggers in reference to poggers. Poggers, so, the popular Twitch meme. The popular Twitch meme. Absolutely. <gasps> absolutely. Lol. Um. So it was unfortunate that he had to get banned from the Discord because of that. But you hate to see know. it. <laughs> you do what you gotta do. You do what you gotta do. Honestly. You do what you gotta do. But uh, welcome back <laughs> to the podcast. Hope you all are doing well. This here is episode 60. <sighs> done 60 of these. Oh, Zachary. shit. Only nine more episodes till we quit. Only nine more episodes until we quit. See, the problem with you saying that statement is now episode 69 has to be something special. And like we don't, <laughs> we don't plan anything around here, that's so when, we're gonna get to episode sixty nine. It's we'll gonna be about taxes. Our, another YouTube podcast OnlyFans. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad you're thinking ahead. I'm glad you're thinking ahead. Always. I fuck with that. I fuck with that. Uh, episode sixty isn't anything special. In case you're wondering, um, <laughs> we're just basically gonna talk about YouTube news and cancel culture. Read a comment or two. And then get on our, our merry way. YouTube because, news. Because uh, that's that's what we do around here. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a YouTube news, hasn't it? It's been like yeah. a hot second. Well, we talked about Mixer a couple episodes ago. And that was epic. But we haven't done like an entire YouTube news episode in a long time. So. But there's a lot to talk about, surprisingly. How much of it will be interesting? That's really, it's really up to the up to the interpretation of the viewer. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. But before we do that, let me go ahead and direct your attention to our sponsor today, which is surprise, surprise, awesome creator academy with the YouTube Starter Kit. You love to see it. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have a little bit of money to throw around, why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit? For only $99, you get over $1,500 of value and dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, end cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. Pay one price and have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. You can check out the link in the description or the show notes. And in doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. But of course, if you don't have $100 and you still want to support this podcast, you can become a supporter on Anchor. At anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast, you can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month. 
and we'll read your name on the podcast. While we plan to do this podcast for a really long time, the more financial support we have... Oh, hold on one minute. The easier it'll be us for us to maintain a consistent schedule. Very epic, Aiden. <laughs> Very epic indeed. You know what? Did you, did you enjoy that one, Roberto? <laughs> you know my favorite thing about the YouTube starter kit? Yeah. Is if you're making any kind of money off of YouTube to begin with or any kind of business-related ventures, Mm -hmm. you can can just take that $99 YouTube starter kit and make it it a tax deduction. Just Mm. deduct it from your taxes. So That's smart. I never thought about it that way before, but yeah, it's absolutely a business expense. Yeah. If you you have a creative career in YouTube, buying Mm -hmm. something like the starter kit might get some of that money back later in taxes. And if you support us on Anchor, you can do the same thing and just claim it's a charity donation. Because <laughs> we're a charity case around here. We've mentioned several times <laughs> how, how unprofessional we are. As 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 evident by the Aiden gargling water bit. Um, fan favorite. <laughs> fan favorite. For sure. But thank you to Roberto, the awesome creator academy, and all the lovely people there for sponsoring this episode of another YouTube podcast. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. We're going to get right into the news. Oh, no. <laughs> right into the news. Wanna... <laughs> That's going to be episode 69, guys. Right into the news. We'll do nude reviews. <laughs> Hell yeah. We did channel reviews, and then, then we'll do nude reviews. Really stepping up our game. That'll be out right here. So... What's our first news topic, Zachary? So, speaking on taxes, Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, they have sales tax now. Really roping them in with the big story first. I'm, I'm very impressed. I know. You got to get them you gotta get them intrigued. Sales so, tax on my Patreon? Sales tax required by law. There's a Don't new sales know. tax requirement effective July 1st, 2020. So, they, uh, they've already been doing European sales tax since 2015, it seems like. And over the past couple of years, like, a lot of countries, including the United States, has been doing a lot of similar laws for online marketplaces. I know back when I was in college, Amazon started adding sales tax to their services. Um, it was wild because you could purchase things from Amazon, have no sales tax, and then at the end of the year, they'd be like, so here's a little document that we have to provide you saying this is how much you technically owe in sales tax. Uh, you don't have to pay it, but like we, we suggest you pay it. Uh, so now instead of doing that, they they actually force their customers to pay the sales tax, which makes sense. Everything else has sales tax. So Patreon has it now. And it's uh, the way it works is like it depends on where the patron is located, depends on what you're offering in your Patreon tiers. And uh, it's it's a little it's a little wild, but it's not too complicated. That that makes sense. Have you looked into it at all? No, no, I, I I get emails about it and I'm like, oh, 
I gotta pay sales tax off every like how to. <laughs> so I was I was just completely the other way around. I had no idea how any of this worked. To be honest. So eventually, you'll have to go into your Patreon, and there's actually a way that you can save your patrons money. If you go in there and you go to your uh, basically your tiers, mm-hmm. I believe it is. I've already done it, but let me see if I can find out exactly where it is. They'll send you a little notification. It'll be like. Here's the thing for the the taxes. Uh, But for each tier, there's a specific like percentage of sales tax that may need to be like applicable to that tier. Uh, A lot of tiers, most people, it's going to be 0% sales tax. Nothing. If it's something like here, you can, your name can be on my YouTube video or you can join my Discord channel or something like that. That's kind of a support tier, which means you don't have to pay sales tax on it. But if you send out anything like anything physical or anything that's if it's almost like you're selling something mm-hmm. like an actual tangible type of object. And in that it includes any kind of like digital downloads or anything like that, then you'll have to add um, sales tax to that tier. But they have a pretty easy way to, to go through each tier, put down like this percentage of this tier is for supporting. This percentage is merch and things like that. So it's not too complicated once you go in and figure out exactly what it is for your individual tiers. So I don't think I have anything physical that I give out online. I doubt that you do. Yeah. A lot of, I'll, I'll read off since I'm, I'm logged in right now. It's just one $5 per month tier, like it's a buy-in. Um, and everything offered here is digital, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't send out a shirt. I don't send out any physical goods, and it's just a one-time $5 thing, so. Yeah. I should be good. So you should be good, then. I know you had some physical stuff on yours at at one point or another. I, don't know I did. Still do. I still have a couple from one for some of the higher tiers. And obviously those aren't being like utilized currently, but I have them just in case. Um, basically it's like, I think at that point too, most people wouldn't mind paying for sales tax. If you're already spending $70 on. Exactly. That's kind of online. Yeah. And again, like depending on where the, the patron lives, they might not have to pay anything at all. So it, it's it's basically just a way for Patreon to make sure they're doing their job as tax-paying company, for creators to make sure that they're doing their job as tax-paying businesses, and then uh, also hopefully like saving their patrons money because not everything has to have that sales tax added to it. So, Interesting. Yeah. So basically like, just a couple of things. Like number one, if you if you do currently have a Patreon, like look into what you're offering, what your tiers are, what your rewards are, and if there are physical goods, do you have to go in there and change that basically? Or just for each it tier, there? it'll have like a thing where it says this particular uh, this particular tier is a donations or a support or a recognition or streaming content or digital downloadable digital downloadable goods. Um, there's a, there's a nice little article and I'm going to put this in our chat so I can remember to put it on the show notes in the video, but in it, there is an entire like table 
And it's like for donations and support, support only, something like a pledge. Uh, it's currently exempt from any kind of sales tax in the majority of the United States. Just so which is yours. If it's recognition, stuff like shout outs, names and credits, exempt in the vast majority of states. Uh, exclusive community access, patron only posts, Discord server access, polls, exempt in majority of states. Here's where things start getting a little bit iffy where you have to like start paying that sales tax. Streaming content, if you're getting extra content per month, whether it's like a podcast episode, a video, any kind of bonus behind the scenes stuff, that is taxable in certain states. So depending on what state they live in, it'll be it'll be taxed. Hmm. Uh, downloadable digital goods like PDFs, computer game builds, downloadable colored pages, things like that. Again, taxable in about half of the states in the U.S., it's so like Awesome Creator Academy, like their stuff. If they were to right. put that on a Patreon or sell it, it would be sales tax. That would be sales tax in certain states. And then physical goods, like yep. all states, no matter what, any kind of merch, t-shirts, anything that you're mailing out, that's gonna be that's gonna be taxed as well. That's a good little that's a good little chart. Yeah, I'd look at that and then based on what you're offering, I do that. I also think too, like this is a this is a good way like if you if you have no idea like what you can offer on a Patreon like this chart tells you like all the different types of absolutely of things you can provide. So I think even if you aren't worried about the sales tax thing like look over this list of stuff and be like can you do any of that? And even if it's not for a Patreon like could you offer that somewhere for like PayPal or on a Discord service or whatever? Like this just kind of gives you a brief overview of like what you can offer. Uh, if you are a content creator, if you are looking for financial support, just keep in mind that now some of that is taxable, which is fine. You know, like it probably should be legally. So, mm-hmm. And if you have any questions about like specific countries and states, they have those on this list as well. Um, everything from Australia, Iceland, New Zealand to like Belarus, Singapore, Saudi Arabia, like there's a long list, and then there's the individual United States state breakdown if you live in the States. Oh, they don't collect them in mine. They do not. <laughs> Me. They do not. But you yeah. still have to, as a creator, you still have to put it on there because yeah. if they live... Depending where they right. live. Right. So they, yeah. they collect it in South Carolina. So if I donated to your Patreon and you were sending out merch, I'd still have to like pay you sales tax, basically. Interesting. Yeah, check out the article. It'll be in the description below. If you have any questions about it, it'll probably do a better job explaining things than we ever could. Uh, it's just fascinating with how long Patreon's been around, how long it kind of took to to get to this point, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I just find it interesting for that reason and that reason alone. I agree. Neat. Cool. Uh, move on to our, our next YouTube news. If I have to do a clap, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll do a clap. Uh, we're gonna be talking about mid-roll ads, everybody's favorite thing on YouTube. Uh, I come to the platform to to watch a, a healthy amount of mid-roll ads, and let me tell you, <laughs> a lot of creators are providing on that, and uh, potentially due to this new YouTube change, there might be even more. So I'm very excited about this news. Um, let me read it to you from Google um, themselves. Yes, they they tell do. us here, today, 
Only videos longer than 10 minutes are eligible for mid-roll ads. Starting in July, videos longer than 8 minutes will be eligible for mid-roll ads. As part of this change, mid-roll ads will be turned on for all eligible existing videos and future video uploads, including those videos where you may have previously opted out of mid-roll ads. Videos that already have it turned on will not be impacted. If mid-roll ads are not a good fit for your videos, you can indicate this preference in YouTube Studio. So, <laughs> the meme for a long time on YouTube, especially if you were a larger content creator, was trying to find that good length in video so that you could put mid-roll ads on it. Um, that's why a lot of creators were trying to stretch out videos to the 10-minute mark, try to get to that point where they could put on them little mid-roll ads and make a couple <laughs> extra bucks off of there. But now, YouTube's making it even easier, cutting off about two minutes. As long as your video is 8 minutes, 8.01, roughly that long, you'll be able to put some, some ads on there, some mid-rolls, and uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I've heard, I've heard mixed reception of this. Same. Um, on the one hand, as 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 a content creator who doesn't really monetize anything currently, um, it is interesting that like they're loosening those limits, uh, partially just so they can make back a little bit of money <laughs> as well, yeah. presumably. Uh, but it also, I think, will cut down on a lot of videos being 10 minutes that have no business being 10 minutes. Like, that's going to be an impactful, positive change. Um, of seeing a lot shorter content in general will be a good thing. Cutting out those extra two minutes of unnecessary fluff in videos, I think, will be a good thing. And I think it's good if, like, you're getting into content creation and, and knowing that, like, it just keeps getting easier and easier, both from a creation standpoint and a monetization standpoint. And it's obviously going to be good for YouTube, the company. Um, a lot of the negative feedback I've seen has been from a viewer perspective of people who already hate mid-roll ads, can't stand them, but at least could have uh, re refuge in shorter videos <laughs> where, where mid-roll ads can't be put on them. Yeah. Uh, now those people are fucked. And we'll presumably be seeing a lot of your current favorite creators go even harder in the mineral ad game. Um, and so that's going to be kind of annoying if you don't have something like YouTube Premium or Ad Blocker or, or, or something else. So, what I are your thoughts think, on it? I think it's a good change. I should go ahead and say that. I do think it's a good change because there is a lot of padding in videos. Uh, it has become a meme. Like, you got to make your videos 10 minutes long. 1001 or you won't be able to put any mid-roll ads in um and even as like an editor of other people's content like i've had to try to make a nine minute and a half video into a 10 minute video sometimes just to make it there um and, and it'll also just like give some of my clients that make shorter videos the potential to make more money in the long run too so like i do see the bonus in that um also i feel like the people that make the 10 minute long plus videos just to get the mid-roll ads as a way to game the system, oftentimes their content do not warrant 10 minute long videos, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I think by doing this, they're going to start making shorter videos. And I'm thinking long term here, they're going to end up getting less watch time this way. They might get more mid-roll ads in their videos. They may make shorter videos because they can now. But I think they're going to end up with less watch time, which means that 
maybe algorithmic wise, like their channels won't be featured as much. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing because if the content is not good enough to warrant the 10 minutes to begin with, but they're just padding it out because they can, you know, the less of that content, the better, in my opinion. You'll be able um, to tell a lot easier now. Exactly. And I also did see some creators, uh, YMS, your movie sucks. He was complaining about it as soon as it came out because he doesn't like mineral ads in his videos at all, even though he makes like two hour videos sometimes. He says it messes with the pacing. Uh, fortunately, you can like opt out of this before the change is made in July, uh, July 27th. So you can go ahead and go into YouTube Studio now if you're already monetized and say, I will individually review all of my videos and all of my old and new videos and put mineral ads where I feel like it rather than having mineral ads to added to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling this is, this is another marketing ploy to get more people to get YouTube premium. Oh yeah, yeah Absolutely. Because if you start seeing more mid-roll ads on your videos, like getting YouTube Premium gets rid of all of that. And I I like YouTube Premium. I don't currently have it because I didn't want to pay for it currently. Uh, But it's it's a good way to get rid of those ads and still get like some bonus content from a couple of really good creators. Um, And you get that background play, which is really nice. Um, Like I I, I totally get the move from a business perspective. Like Mm -hmm. not only is YouTube going to get more ads in general, which will make their company profitable. It'll incentivize people for YouTube premium. It'll cut out a lot of the filler content. Like from a business angle, I totally get the move. Um, You just got to wonder from a viewer perspective, like how many people are going to be willing to essentially now you're trading out two minutes of content on a video for two minutes of mineral ads. If you don't skip them. True. Um, True. Which is like, you know, you're still wasting the same amount of time. (laughs) But now you're wasting it on ads instead of content in the video. If you don't skip. Yeah. Um, which some you can't even anyway. So I don't even know what's the point half the time. <laughs> this is true. This is this is a space I don't know a ton about. I will just go ahead and, and briefly say I'm not an advertiser. I don't really know how a lot of these websites run it and work. I know it's a, a pretty good lifeblood for YouTubers and, and websites and stuff. But as we've always preached thousands of times, diversify. Like, mm-hmm. just because, oh, mineral ads are going to be at the eight-minute mark, that don't mean you need to go all in on mineral ads. It still True. means do merch, stream, Patreon, sellable goods, like, any way you can diversify your income and how you make money, the better. Um, YouTube is can't and shouldn't do everything for you financially. Nope. Um, even if mineral ads are going to be easier, that don't mean you go all in on it. But, like, it is interesting to, to see how they're how they're going about it. I agree. I agree. I, I I do think it's mostly a positive change. I am going to be a little frustrated as a viewer on my phone because I don't have ad block on my phone. Uh, but who knows? Maybe YouTube will get their way and I'll get YouTube premium again and won't have to complain about it. Uh, that could just happen because it, it really isn't that much money uh, in, in retrospect. We'll see. I've sat through so many ads i'm sorry i know i know channels that are like that and i and i probably should just get youtube premium or adblock or something but like dumb old principle of mine where like i you know yeah i make a living off of content creation so i feel obligated 
to watch other people's ads, but what be, what's bothering me, and it's not even the ads, but it's the uh, the change in volume. So like mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I go to bed and I need some background noise, and so like I'll just I'll put on a YouTuber of mine and like a compilation, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of content. I know by watching their videos that they don't really peak too loud in volume. They're very chill creators that I watch. The problem with that approach, though, is even if you set the volume perfectly to match the room while you're sleeping, that doesn't mean a Valorant ad isn't going to come in <laughs> raging with dubstep at max volume while you're asleep, waking up in cold oh, sweats at three geez. in the morning. And those aren't even the worst. The worst is like the Shutter horror movies, because every <laughs> horror movie is so obnoxiously edited, and the sound design is just fucking loud and obnoxious. Like, it's the worst. It's the worst. That's why now... Even when I'm in bed, I move my mouse pad over to my bedside table. Yeah. So I don't have to get up. And so if I see an ad that's just like really loud, I can just move over, click it, and move on with my day. Um, but it's gotten me out of several naps and good good sleep before. Just because it's not the ads that bother me. It's that they're not the same volume as the video that I'm watching. Um, so it's, it could just be way louder in some instances. And that's annoying. I think what's crazy about YouTube ads specifically is how many of them are not like they, they don't work for me. Like they're not, they don't seem like they're targeted towards me. Like I'm never usually interested in whatever is being sold in a YouTube ad, but then I'll go to Instagram and they've got advertisements on there now. And like, I'm seeing shit that I'm actually interested in on Instagram ads. (laughs) Like I I've been, reading a lot of books and looking at book content lately. And there's like, there'd just be an ad of like, here's this really cool book nook. It's like this thing you put in your bookshelf and it looks really dope. And I'm like, Oh, that's actually kind of cool. I kind of want that. Uh, but I, am just kind of surprised that Google AdWords is supposed to be targeting everything I do on, on, on my computer and on my phone. And yet I'll open up YouTube on my phone while I'm on the toilet and a Donald Trump ad will pop up. And I'm like, I don't want this shit. You, you know why? Cause it's out of here. You know why? 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 Cause Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah, true. And your ass has a Facebook account. True. <laughs> so they'll get your data however you want, baby. They'll put it on however they need to. But it's wild that like, Google can't figure that out about you, but Facebook sure sure as hell knows that shit immediately yeah. <laughs> and gets it to any other platform. It's why when people talk about uh, companies taking your data, and I guess this will be a good segue into the next thing, but um, when, when people talk about like, I don't want a company taking all my data, like if you show me the right ads, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna get advertised till till we die, anyways. Um, I would rather see things that I'm actually interested in, or care about just a little bit, compared to garbage that I don't give a fuck about. Um, what What was crazy to me about all this is like just a couple of days ago, I'm like, I'm like watching regular regular YouTube videos, and one of them talks about like a free freemium business model or whatever. And that's exactly what this shit is. It's just like, yeah. oh, do you want like a, a a card at your local grocery where you where you just save money every time you use it and you don't have to pay a thing? Gee, I wonder how that works. 
every purchase decision you make on that card is data that's sold off somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, gee, I get to use something like like YouTube and, and Twitter for free and don't have to pay a thing. Yep, but every ad you click on is someone else's data and information. Every giveaway you join, every like, uh, like Flappy Bird. Mm-hmm. This was another example I heard of it. That game made the its creator like rich overnight. Essentially, did, yeah, it's making like fifty thousand dollars a day. It's a game that's no in-app purchases, nothing. Just an ad that pops up like every five minutes when you're when you're playing it. And then the only reason he stopped making it was because he just got death threats from people. And he just he just put it away. But like yeah. there is such a huge especially in the internet age and if you're an influencer and a content creator, like if you can if you can guarantee that people will look at something and interact with it, uh, it's almost more valuable than just paying to to sponsor something, right? Like as long as you can get that data or info from somewhere, that's far more powerful than like a billboard ad or, or, or something else. Right. In the long run, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's why I can't play, uh, mobile games all that often because every time I look at one that I seem to be like remotely interested in every 30 seconds to a minute, there's another ad that pops up. And I have never seen an ad on one of those mobile games that I was like compelled to click on. Usually it's like, just get away from me. I don't like this. Leave my phone. <laughs> Half the time it's another unrelated game that you don't want to yep. play. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then you see the same five ads over and over again. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. This is wasting yeah. time. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it, I think. And we're not here to argue the the moral or ethical quality of it. Um for sure, because that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's interesting. It's something I'm, I'm continuing to follow, especially with a lot of different social medias and stuff, uh, which transitions nicely into our next topic. TikTok might be going away. <laughs> TikTok go bye-bye? TikTok go bye-bye. <laughs> no more TikToks at your no more TikToks. They're banned. No more. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't followed this a ton. So you're going to have to explain to, to me what, what's going on with the TikTok exactly. So um, there is, I'm going to call it conspiracy theory because that's what I believe it is. Uh, a lot of people think that TikTok, which is a U.S. owned company, is actually owned by China. And that China is using the data from TikTok to spy on the U.S., that's like, that's one component of it. So there's that, which means that boomers in office are like, oh no, TikTok bad. We got to get rid of it. So they're talking about banning TikTok from the United States. Meanwhile, India has already banned it and they've got like a billion people there. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's another thing that's happened. Uh, Australia and the UK are also looking into banning it for similar reasons. Um, And then also there was like this big thread on Reddit that somebody had posted where they found out that TikTok is taking all of this data off your phone. They're able to get access to all of it. Newsflash, every other app you download can basically do that too, um, including Facebook. So I don't understand why it's that big of a deal, but it is is a big of a deal to, to a lot of people that make the laws in the U.S. and other countries. Uh, so all of this combined, plus 
here's the kicker. Uh, Kappa, which was a problem with YouTube recently, um, is also going after TikTok because there are a lot of kids that use it. Not surprising at all. A lot of kids that are using it. So it's like this perfect storm of all this shit coming together. And they're like, we might be banning TikTok from the United States and other countries. Interesting. So... So it's a it's a Chinese owned company. It's owned by ByteDance, a tech company in Beijing. Okay. And even though TikTok is not available in China, right, they right. they distribute a different version of it called Douyin. Um okay. I haven't seen any Douyin compilations. But the company right. that owns it is based in Beijing. Okay. No, I didn't know that. Is I, interesting. I, was, I thought it was a the U.S. owned company, but okay. But everything else you said seems to be, yeah, because yeah, Brazil, India, all these different places. Um, I guess like hot, not even hot take, but like initial reaction is we see a lot of times, especially with social media and platforms, this sort of initial phase of mass growth, explosion, like everybody's using it. It's almost a sort of Wild West era where you can do anything and everything. And then usually, (laughs) whether it's through regulation of the people that own the app or government regulation, that Wild West era is kind of shut down and -hmm. things are put on a more tighter uh, leash, I guess. We've seen it happen with YouTube, obviously. Instagram, Snapchat had a big thing for years. Uh, still does just with what what goes on. True. Um, so like initial reaction is it's not surprising to me with how big TikTok is now that it is starting to get a little bit of that backlash. It is starting to like get people higher up going at it and be like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> some of this doesn't make sense. Um, especially with the COPPA stuff, especially like, yeah. Absolutely. There are so many children on that app and so many older predatory people on mm, that app. It's like, disgusting, man. The, the more regulation on that, the better. Uh, I guess what's just surprising to me is the is the initiative to outright ban it over some suspected Chinese involvement, <laughs> I guess. I, yeah. Like, I, I get it. Like, we don't like China and we don't like people stealing our info but but like you said i think all these social medias do a do a version of it and i'm not sure what tiktok itself is really giving to the chinese government other than popular song choices and cringy dances like (laughs) you can't put in your credit card number on on tiktok there's no buyable service right Mm -hmm. there's no there's no monetary thing um and half the time that that app is so impersonable. <laughs> so like yeah. I don't know what it, even if they were, I don't know what information would be of of use, right? Um So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is a thing where like the information is is stagnant and it is used for spying things. Uh but my gut reaction is probably that it's nothing much if anything and that people are just doing it cuz China China stinky. Yeah. Um which is fair. China is stinky. Um, and, and COPPA stuff is, is important as well. So I'm all aboard the COPPA stuff. I'm not going to speak to the legitimacy of whether or not China was actually involved in spying on stuff. Uh, 
but I don't think it's the case. And even if it is, I don't think it's a, a big enough impact. I think what's more interesting to me is just like how every social media starts off with this big form of explosion of growth. And then as it gets popular, there's like a need to regulate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting to see that we're now getting into the regulation era of TikTok, which I didn't think would be happening for another year or so in my own predictions. No, I so get you. That, it's that's a surprise. It's like both surprising and it's not right. Like it's surprising that it's happening this fast. But then again, like the boom of TikTok happened way quicker than the boom of most things social media wise. So I'm not really that surprised that it's happening. I am like, I'm curious to see like if the government, especially of the U S is even going to ban it. Like, I feel like it's 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 definitely a stupid legislation to put in place, but I wouldn't put it past them at all. Yeah, I wouldn't either. So, uh, my my suggestion and my advice, as always, similar to the whole mixer situation recently, if you've built up a platform on TikTok, if you've got followers over there uh, that are not following you on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or some other platform. Uh, start building up those platforms, start moving those people over, start telling them, Hey, I've got content over here. That's similar. Take your, take your, uh, TikTok videos and make compilations of them, put them on YouTube. Like people are already making money off of your TikTok stuff anyways, if you're popular. So like you might as well be making that money instead. Um, especially with TikTok. Cause there's like, there's not really much of a monetization angle to it. So the chances of you becoming more monetizable and I guess also popular off of other platforms is, is much bigger right now uh, than, than ever before. So start working on that because you could wake up tomorrow and TikTok could just be gone and then uh, like all of your work is just gone and that kind of sucks. And, and I don't personally think it is actually going away. I don't think it will either. But I'd still, just to play it safe, maybe push it a little bit further to try to get people on other platforms in case it does go that route. Yeah. Um, legislation moves slow in general, so by the True. time you listen to this, you should have time to to do that. Um, but, like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be surprised if they ban it, but I'm, I'm leaning on no, currently. Oh, I agree. I'm, I'm we'll right see. there with you. We'll see. It's almost a flip of a coin. Like, I just... Eh. Yeah. If it does, I won't be surprised. If it doesn't, I'll also be like, yeah, cool, whatever. You know? I'm not on TikTok, right? Um, Yeah. I'm more worried about, like, you guys because we've pushed it before. True. Um, Me too. And and it's advice I still follow. Like, I still think it's a a worthwhile platform to grow on. And it won't always be forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just so turns out that that we're getting closer to that. <laughs> yeah. Than I thought. Yeah. I don't even use the platform that much. Um, so like personally, I don't feel like I have too much stake into it, but uh, like as a creator who likes to create things, I, I feel for people who have created on other platforms like Vine and Mixer and all these other platforms that are just like here one day and gone the next. Like, I feel for that. It sucks. It's like one of those big problems with being an online content creator. Like, it's just another thing. Like, especially in 2020, that kind of be stinky doo-doo. So, I think, like, yeah. 
think for me, especially with the with the news of like Prime and all that, and I won't get into it. We don't have it written down or anything. Uh, I'm just not very optimistic in another platform coming and and rising up to the level that all these other ones have. At least not for another couple years or so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't, I can't say like never because it's the internet and things move fast and you never know like what big craze or what option content creators will have to, to upload to new and exciting places. Um, but with all these recent stories, especially around Mixer and TikTok getting banned and Brian potentially being a thing and then turns out not being a thing, so many people are are jumping toward opportunities to be on the next up-and-coming social media and looking all these different places and stuff. Um, but it's almost just more worthwhile to just bite that bullet and just jump onto YouTube and Twitch and Twitter. Uh, just because, like, you know it's going to be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You might not grow on it immediately like you would a smaller platform. Um, but having the self-confidence, I think, in yourself to... Put yourself out on bigger social medias, even if it will take longer to grow, I think is like a sign of like you getting out there and, and you being confident enough in your content to do that. Um, because I feel like so many people are just like looking for that for that next step and come or like I'm going to be on Mixer and, and grow big once Mixer blows up or I'm going to be on Prime when it blows up or I'm going to be on TikTok and, and get my people over to there. And, and while that works, absolutely. Like... It's just not a strategy I can recommend to any anybody because of stories like these, right? It's like the stock market versus the Roth the Roth IRA. Like Wow. If <laughs> what you, a sexy analogy. <laughs> I know. Hear me out, hear me out. You look I'm at a- these if you look at these smaller and brand new social media platforms, like oh, here you go. At like it's Bitcoin, right? At like the new TikTok that comes out tomorrow is like Bitcoin. You're like, ooh, I'm going to get big. I'm going to be viral. And then you put all your eggs in that basket, and then the next day it's gone. And then what do you have to show for it? Nothing. But if you act like, if you go to that old trusty YouTube, and you treat it like a Roth IRA, and you just put in a little bit of work here and there, and you build it up over the next 30 years, you'll have something to show for it. Or you'll just be... On a YouTube channel with no subscribers and 3,000 videos. <laughs> or that too. That or too. one of the two. I, yeah. It's, you know, for every, I get you though. For every I get platform you. we talk about, there's another 300 that come out every single day and fell every single day. Um, and there is a, there, there is a certain strategy that could be utilized of going and jumping on brand new platforms that are getting attention to get little boosts of virality so that you can move those people over to your mainstay platforms. Mm-hmm. If you got the time and the energy to do that, do that. It is, it is and can be beneficial. However, you should never look at these brand new platforms in the same light as something like YouTube or Twitch or Twitter or Instagram, where they will be there forever because they probably won't be. And I think the problem is like people don't have that mainstay platform. They, they don't view Mixer as they their don't. mainstay or TikTok as their mainstay or yeah. Vidme or BitChute or Vimeo or like what I, I don't, you know like yeah. 
that that strategy only works if you have a hub of a social media that you can direct people back to that is going to be around. The problem a lot of people are having is like, I'm going to make it big on Mixer, but don't have that other option to lead people to. They just do the Mixer. They just do the the non-mainstay. You have to have both in order to make that strategy work, you know? And like the other thing, like, you have to put content out on the mainstay platform rather than porting everything or you're never going to have enough time to work on the projects and the videos that will get you that viewership in the first place. This like, is true. Porting everything to new platforms is exhausting. <laughs> it sucks. I hate it. It takes a lot of work and it's not fun work. It's necessary, but it's not fun. Like A lot of that time can just be spent making that other YouTube video that could potentially blow up. This is true. You know? Like, it's, it's how you delegate time. Um, but, like, above all else, it's like having having at least a mainstay platform before you go jumping into all these crazy other places is, I think, step number one. Mm-hmm. You got to have the YouTube before you go on to Vimeo. You got to have the Twitter before you try TikTok, right? Like, <laughs> have something else. Have a backup plan. Diversify. Have a mainstay platform. Because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. This is we true. certainly don't. <laughs> no idea <laughs> if that, no if that idea. wasn't clear enough we certainly don't yeah. no and then remember no. that being an online content creator is uh just completely volatile you'll never quite know what's gonna happen tomorrow things could just go crazy and uh you gotta be prepared for that and it's not easy and it kind of sucks but like that just is what it is mm-hmm Hundred percent agree. I'm gonna become a Fortnite streamer on Trovo. (laughs) Trovo starting tomorrow. I just before this podcast started, I I was like, "Do you know about Trovo, Zachary?" He's like, "No, I don't." Like, so Tencent, Chinese company, the the company behind Pokemon United, MMO or or the Dota clone or whatever. I don't even know what the fuck it's called. Um, they have they have a streaming platform that's just Twitch, but it's green. He's like, no. <laughs> and I put the link there and he went to it. And sure enough, it's just Twitch but green. So that's the real platform of the future. Go go check out Trovo, baby. Yeah, I'm going to be streaming Fortnite there. So get hyped. Get that. You don't even, you shouldn't even be streaming <laughs> Fortnite. You should be streaming games popular in China. True. That's where the audience is. True. You need to be playing like League of Legends. <laughs> I would rather die. <laughs> Them play League of Legends. I have gotten into some wacky shit this year, Aiden. Yeah. Wacky shit. League of Legends. This is where you draw the line. This is where you draw the line. League is where I draw the line. Absolutely. About Hearthstone. You play card games. I've played some Hearthstone. Hearthstone's dope. I'm thinking about checking out Lord of Rings. Lord of the Rings Online. Okay. Think about checking that out. But that's so niche, and there's so little of a of a player base on that right now. That like there ain't no way I'm making content out of it. Fair enough. But League of Legends, <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. You get more League of Legends mineral ads than anything else, bro. Yeah, I bet. I could tell you more about League of Legends than I could what I ate this morning. I saw like, League I stuff on the trending page on YouTube recently. It's disgusting. I'm like, why? If you're if you're a League content creator, this is not a shout at you. Like, you keep doing you, fam. No, uh, but I could I could be. Less interested in, in in league than anything else. Cancel all League of Legend players. Absolutely, bro. Speaking Absolutely. of canceling, 
<gasps> Our final YouTube news, <laughs> and perhaps the biggest one of the bunch, saved it for last. Um, we kind of felt obligated, I guess, to talk about this like recent string of high-profile YouTubers, um, content creators, especially in the Smash and, and Pokemon communities, but it also extends so many other places. Beauty, uh, vloggers, like this recent string of allegations and, and canceling, and it sort of brought up this whole idea of cancel culture again. I know we haven't really talked about it on the podcast before. We, we might have mentioned it like once or twice. I think part of that, I remember the last time we mentioned it, we didn't want to get into it um, because we didn't want to like spark that attention onto ourselves and we hate talking about drama. Yeah, <laughs> like, and we still very much do hate talking about drama. Drama stupid. Um, it's still stupid, which is why we're not really going to mention names or people in this. This is just sort of like a larger overview of like the topic in- itself and the recent events and stuff. So, no, we're not going to be shitting on your favorite Smash streamer who touched a child. Uh, that'll be next week. So, get hyped for that. Stay tuned. <laughs> no, As no, we I'm bring joking. the receipts. <laughs> we're going to bring the receipts. Jeez, but, uh, I hate drama yeah, so much. Man. I do. I do. I can't. And that's why we avoided it for so long. And I think, like, yeah, that was probably the right thing to do. Um, but it's just gotten to be such a big of a thing that I that I almost... It almost hurts us if we don't talk about it. I really thought when I got out of high school and I stopped working as a, um, as a band, like, director assistant in a high school, and then I got out of college, I just thought drama would just be gone. I thought I wouldn't have to deal with it ever again. And then as it turns out, like... The whole of, of online content creation <laughs> is infused with drama. Yep. So yeah, there's this there's this new wave of cancel culture that has peaked. Um, everybody's talking about it. People are being canceled left and right. If you don't know what that means, it just means that like people are being deplatformed because they did or said something awful in the past. I fuck on the word deplatformed, by the way. I wish that's what it was called. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, I know, I know it's not sexy. It just sounds like an indie platforming game. Like, I get it. But, like, that's really what it is. It's just deplatforming. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I I ended up having to mute a bunch of words on Twitter because it was just, like, all I was seeing. Shout out to yeah. Patient for just sharing Smash Bros. pedophile news on my Twitter. <laughs> uh, but now I'm not using social media for the rest of the month. So that's epic. Smart moves. Smart yeah. move. It, it, it even went as far in our community for a local local friend, uh, longtime commenter, the Gengar guy, made a video about it himself. He did. A very funny video, I might add. He didn't. It it's wasn't about amusing. drama. Uh, it was very much in that typical, like, Gengar guy, like, low monotone, low energy, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of way that I fuck with so hard. Um, if you haven't watched that video, go ahead and do so. I'll leave a I'll leave a link to it in the in the in the description. Heck so I'll yeah. put it in here. Um, but it you know it kind of got our got our got our brains thinking, got us uh, wondering about stuff. So, uh, I don't know what do you, what are you feeling right now? How are you how are you holding up? So the whole the whole thing around cancel culture. We like I, like you said we've we've talked briefly about it in the past. Um, there was a client of mine that got wrapped into some cancel culture and I felt very strongly against him being, uh, 
publicly persecuted the way that he was because I felt as if he basically did nothing to deserve the hate and online abuse that he was getting. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt during that situation. But then like going, you know, going on months later, a, a big gaming YouTuber got canceled because he did something really awful. And then we got the Smash Bro communities members and we've got the, you know, Shane Dawson. Shane Dawson and Jenna Marbles and so many things that are happening. And it's like, I understand the, the reasoning behind quote unquote canceling somebody when the crime uh, fits the, the punishment, right? Um, if you touch a kid, you should not be making YouTube videos that kids are going to watch. Absolutely. Like that's, that's something I feel very strongly about. Um, yeah, me too. If you touch a kid, you probably shouldn't even, you should be in jail. Like that's it, right? <laughs> like you should just straight up be in jail. But at the very least, not on YouTube. At the very the least, audience. like don't put your YouTube videos out there. Right. Yeah. Um, it's. It's, it's always been kind of weird with online content creation because when you look at filmmakers, there's a lot of popular filmmakers and actors and actresses that have gone on to continue to get work in the industry even though they did awful things. Musicians, same thing. Writers, same thing. There's, always, there, there's a really big history of creators continuing to create things even though they did awful things. And I don't want to tell anybody that they can't create anything because I understand what it is like to want to create something. And I would hate for anything to stop me from doing that. Mm-hmm. However, if you do something like touch a kid or kill somebody or rape somebody, like I feel is, I feel very strongly against you having the, the platform to post those creations of yours on. Because, like, when it comes down to it, it's not the creation that people have a problem with that's influence. Exactly. Like, nobody, I mean, this is going to sound heartless, but, like, nobody cares if, like, a, a pedophile or a rapist is outed and he only got 10 subs. Like, for as shitty as that sounds, it's the truth. Like, it, that's not going to be on your Twitter trending tab. That's not going to be on YouTube. That's not going to be discussed. Uh, it's not. It's not interesting. It's not drama, right? So it's not brought up. Um, but especially with creators that have a larger community and that have that level of influence, uh, it's like we talked about, like with the past, past couple episodes or whatever, we all have an influence to our audiences, right? Mm-hmm. We might not like the fact, but, but it's true. We all have an influence to the people who watch our content. And so it's more important, like now more than ever to be that good example to people. Um, and if you are the type of person that is dangerously setting some bad presidents, um, especially when it comes to issues of like race and, and rape and pedophilia and murder and all these awful things, then yeah, there's, there's a certain more obligation, I think to the, to everybody involved of wanting to keep your platform and the people on it, um, of a higher standard in conduct, right? Like right. getting rid of those bad influences is a good thing for everybody. 
even to the people who watched them, because it means you're not going to get influenced by the type of person who does shitty and horrible things. Um, I made a Twitter thread not terribly long ago, uh, sort of, I guess, softening up to the idea that not everybody who gets canceled is a bad thing, especially in those big cases where it is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it kind of like led me, at least, to be like, well, look, if if I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and talk about how, how all these creators should be upfront and, and transparent and be a positive influence and uh, having kids look up to you and all that sort of stuff, like I should put my money where my mouth is and, and, and just straight up say my own inadequacies as well. Uh, not that they were like awful or worth canceling over. It's like, you know. The, the type of flaws that are very human to you and me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I can be manipulative at times. I can, you know, uh, lie in videos occasionally. Uh, sometimes my motivations aren't always the best. And and the big one, uh, the one that kind of caught Zach and Jay off guard a little bit, I guess, <laughs> was, the, uh, was the public admission of me saying the N-word. Um, right. Which... You know, for a lot of people, is is kind of like a death sentence, right? You don't you don't dare, right? Like say something like that. Um, but it didn't come from a place of of malice. It didn't come from a place of like me trying to prove that I'm better than everybody. It it, it legitimately came from a place of letting people know that content creators are people, and that people genuinely have flaws, and that if you are to watch somebody. It's 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 good to know the influence that they spread off on you and what type of people they are. And so from my perspective, letting people know about my own issues um makes makes the viewer I think um have a more honest decision about like whether or not they should watch somebody like me in the first place. And that's that's fine. Um I don't mind losing viewers, I don't mind losing subs. It's like it's just being open and upfront with who I am. Um and I've, you know, I've thought about maybe taking that tweet down. I've thought about, like, you know, uh, trying to r- say it a different way without the N-word being present at all or whatever. But, like, the more I think about it, the more that, like, no, if I really if I really mean what I say, I, I should just keep it up like I have. And it's still up now. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, we all make mistakes. We all do things that we shouldn't. Everybody in, that's a human has done something to wrong somebody else, yeah. whether intentionally or accidentally, like that just happens. And, you know, it's, it's almost more prevalent in the online space because you're able to separate that very personal aspect of, um, you know, of talking to somebody face to face. Right. So like, Obviously, we've all done things that are not okay. But with that said, (laughs) you've got these big platform people that are, you know, that have done these awful, awful things and they've hit it and they've, you know, manipulated other people to, you know, to not let it be seen in the public. They've... They've lied about it and said that, no, I didn't actually do it. But then, oh, wait a minute. Yes, I did. And so it just becomes a big kind of, it's almost like the Streisand effect. Like you, you want to, you know, there was a picture of Barbara Streisand that was put out in the media 
one day and she didn't like it. So she told people that she didn't like it and that she wanted it taken down. And so what did people do? They showed it off more and more. And so it's just like, you know, that that's what's going to happen. The more you try to hide something that you've done wrong, the more people are going to see that and share that and spread that. And eventually, like if people ignore it that are watching you as a content creator, then you've kind of, you know, that content creator has kind of influenced their audience to think that that thing isn't that bad. And then they may go on to do similar things. And that's, that's where ultimately the issue arises. Um, And it's, it's tough because with YouTube videos and influencers and that kind of thing, like we, we do so much of our own work. When I put out a YouTube video, I script it, I record it, I edit it, I upload it, I share it, I do everything. It's all my job, right? And so if I've done something really awful and I put out these videos, then there should be no denying that you should not watch those videos anymore because all of my work was put into it. It's a little bit different when you look at a, like a... One of my favorite like movies, for, right. One of my favorite movies from 2017 is baby driver and two of the actors in that movie. Now two of the main actors have been outed as people that have done, uh, things that they shouldn't have in regards to sexual assault. And I hate that, but I feel like it's hard for me to say, Oh, I'm never going to watch this movie again because the filmmaker had nothing to do with that. Edgar Wright, still a great filmmaker, still did some great stuff. There's a lot of other actors and actresses that are great in it. There's a lot of other, you know, behind the scenes aspects to that movie. Um, well, it's like film is a very collaborative art. Exactly. It's not, no film is made by one person. Like as exactly. much as we like to say, like this director basically made this film. That's not true. Cause there's acting, there's editing, there's hundreds, if not thousands of people that are behind your favorite films. Um, and so when one of those people ends up being a bad person, there still is a little bit of an element of being able to separate the art from the artist. Right. Where you can kind of separate those two things and still enjoy it. With YouTube, it's so hard because some creators are just everybody. They're the editor. They're the, there's the musician. They're the content. They're the, they're the dialogue. They're everything. Um, it's such... A lot of what we get out of YouTube as compared to film or, or music is not necessarily production value or writing or, or cinematography. What we get out of YouTube more than any other social media is that level of personality. It's a very that, social thing. It's a very personal thing. And if that person is the issue, then that is the content, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I have a harder time separating like art from the artist when it comes to somebody like that who is such a big aspect They've laid their heart out on, on all these videos. I know who the person is. Or we'd like to think we do, right? Um, and then exactly. you hear news or stuff that's outed and is like, ugh, it's rough. Because now all of that is essentially tainted in one form or another. And uh, it's almost impossible to go back to older content when you know in the background that the person behind it, 100%, the person behind it did some awful things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like... Did you know that Adolf Hitler was an artist? He painted things. And it's like, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to go part, go out of my way to go look at some paintings that Mr. Hitler made. Because 
I know the awful things he did and his art is not important. Like it just makes his art and everything he put into it as a creator, like awful in my opinion. Um, and it's, it can be similar with, with YouTube videos. I think it's, I mean, especially like a lot of these people also make comedic content yeah, and so they put in <laughs> jokes, and it's like, yeah, yep. I'm a fan of dark comedy, and when it's done right and it's funny, but uh, if you made a joke about touching a kid five years ago, and then we find out, oh, you actually you know you got touched to a kid, uh, it, it makes me very uncomfortable and sick to my stomach. <laughs> you know, like it's it's uh, even a it's yeah. it's a thing too where it's like not only is it a thing we see in YouTube, but like kind of tied into books or a little bit too. Like the whole thing going on with JK Rowling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she is the voice behind those books. That's she true. is the, the sole authorial intent behind that franchise and that media and everything. And Harry Potter is a story about like accepting people's differences, right? It's a very inclusive story. Mm-hmm. Um, But then, when when it when it comes to talk, comes to light that J.K. Rowling isn't um, a fan of of trans people at all, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and said some downright problematic things and funded some downright problematic things with as much influence as she has. Yeah, I don't think you should go buy or read another Harry Potter book again. I'm sorry, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I get it. It's your childhood, and and those things mean a lot to you. But like you were active actively fueling those horrible things. By supporting someone like that. The movie, sure. That's a different can of worms. Like, uh, there's directors, there's actors, and all sorts of other stuff. But, like, the book, the thing that she wrote and all her intent, like, no, you should not be supporting that. <laughs> like, because you're only supporting her range of influence to say awful things to other people. Um, and I think the same is true of YouTube. If you find a YouTuber that is actively problematic please do not fuel and support that. Not only not only for, like, the good of, of, of mankind and people, right? Like, being good to each other. Like, simply due to the basis that there are so many other better creators that aren't that. That's yes. the thing, right? <laughs> like, there's the so amount, many better options. <laughs> the amount of good creators out there that have barely gotten the audience they deserve is insane. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I'm constantly finding new YouTubers that are like less than a thousand subs even that are making some of the best content on the platform. And and yet some of these problematic YouTubers are still getting new subscribers every single day. It makes no sense. Nope. I mean, like back then, right? 2006, 2007, where, where YouTube was such a small thing and only a couple of creators were really all that skilled. Like, OK, I get it. Right. Mm hmm. But, like, nowadays, in 2020, any niche, any topic, anything that you like watching on YouTube, if your favorite creator up and disappeared tomorrow, there are 13 other options, <laughs> at least, of the same quality, if not better. <laughs> and if you so, go further, like, if you really cannot replace your favorite YouTuber, there are uh, dozens and hundreds of other hobbies that you yep. could get in tomorrow that you would hopefully enjoy a lot more than that pro Jared final fantasy seven video. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, there's so many pieces of media competing for our attention, right? And and you know that this this person's done an awful thing. You're telling me you can't find anything else? Like nothing. Like, are you high? Is there <laughs> nobody that can replace the the video game essay type of content? I find a new one of those channels every day. The same. Like, and you're telling me nobody can compare to the way Pro Jared? Like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm sorry, right? Like, I get it. There's a bit of nostalgia there. They might have helped you through a dark time. They might have gotten you out of some funk and you feel obligated to support these people through thick and thin, but you were actively hurting the other people who watch that and who could potentially watch that. Like, do it, do it, do it for the other people, if not for yourself. Like, right. do it for the other people. Um, because by you supporting people like Nappy and Pro Jared and these like awful people, granted, not every case is 100% obvious. I am well aware. And when we'll talk about like some creators that should not have gotten as much flack as they should, um, but for the like purely obvious cases where there's just like 10 Google Doc threads of evidence surrounded <laughs> and 10 years worth of shit, like, please, if not for yourself, like, do not support that because you are supporting their range of influence and supporting the things that that they are awful at. Um, do it for do it for other people, right? <laughs> like, because you're putting other people at risk, not just I yourself. Agree. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it, especially with YouTube. Especially with YouTube, it, it baffles me. I constantly have videos in my watch later list that I can't get around to watching because there's so much other content out there. Um, I, I like I've I've tried to diminish that list multiple times. There's there's creators that I enjoy, but I flat out don't watch every video that they put out because there's better content out there, right? And, and so I I don't understand the mentality of. But I've been watching this guy for ten years, and I just really like it. Like I just don't understand it. Nope. Don't do Especially it. when I go and look at some of the content, <laughs> because there's so much better out there. Oh my goodness. Yep. Oh, I've I've kind of wanted to do like channel reviews of of some of these problematic <laughs> YouTubers, just so I can yeah. shit on the content. Be like, no, nope, just so it's I can bad. dunk on them. And like. There's definitely an argument to be made that, like, a lot of cancel culture and drama-related stuff, unless you're paying attention to it, you might just be unaware, right? That's true. Hey, if you're ignorant towards it, that's fine. Like, you know? I get information is hard to find. People are very cryptic on Twitter call-out threads, and I hate that. Like, mm-hmm. they really need to be front and obvious and scream it from the rooftops, but, like... For whatever reason, in the information age, even on YouTube, we're very like, oh well, I don't want to, I don't want to say their their name in this video, but it's like you really need to say the name, <laughs> especially if they're if they're doing things that are that awful. It yeah. it really is important that you get that information out there. A lot of people just don't know, and that's fine. Um, but there are also a lot of other people who go to the comments, know about that drama. And, and flat out defend them in the comment section of every video. Mm. Like like they feel obligated or something. And those are the people I'm trying to reach. <laughs> They're not the people that are like, oh, I didn't know any better. I'm sorry. You do you. I'm not even mad. <laughs> like if you didn't know, you didn't know. Cool. I mean, I can't, I can't expect everybody to keep on top of everything. Ignorance there are some blessed. motherfuckers who know. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. And y'all are the problem. <laughs> that's that's where the problem is, and it just continues. Yeah. It just continues. That being said, mm-hmm. it is worth noting, and we've talked about it before, but it is worth noting that not everybody who gets canceled um deserves it. <laughs> you know? I agree. Yeah. And that's sure. not that's not me diminishing victims and what they fought for. That's not me saying that that you shouldn't come out with your story if it is meaningful that's not saying that that any of these issues that we've talked about are unimportant um what i'm saying is people lie (laughs) yeah frequently yeah on a big stage or or they don't lie and the offense is so minor that it's not even worth talking about (laughs) that too yeah that too or just straight up miseducation yep um there are multiple reasons why uh, somebody can be canceled and they don't deserve it. The, the problem is, it's like, fuck, dude, do we need a YouTube court? Like, is that <laughs> what needs to happen? That's what like, drama channels say they are. They say shit. they're they're the they're the court. They're the yeah. they're the rules. The rule they decide. Sure, you know. Sure. Meanwhile, they're. Part I don't believe it, but that's what they say. Right. That's what they say the value is. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, and and I guess like in that instance, I, I feel like for me personally, right, if I'm watching a YouTuber and tomorrow I see something on Twitter that says trending that this person has been canceled, that's when I just have to do my own homework. Because yeah. I feel like it is my responsibility if I'm going to support this creator to know like if they did something awful, I shouldn't be supporting them anymore. If they didn't do anything that bad, if they made a mistake, if it was something that was miseducation to begin with, like I, you gotta, I gotta have to do my own research so I can figure out like, do I need to continue supporting this creator or not? And, um, I've done that multiple times. There are plenty of YouTubers that I've followed in the past that something like that has happened. Uh, and then there are some YouTubers where it's happening all the time that at this point, like, I barely even watch their content really anymore anyways. They were good. Yeah. Why not? Like, you yeah. know, if it keeps happening this often, there must be some some fire to the smoke here. Yeah. <laughs> if there's enough smoke. <laughs> Boogie2988 is a perfect example for that to where it's like, I feel like he's been persecuted unfairly a lot of times. And I feel like there's like this hate mob that does go after him all the time. But it it happens so frequently. And then he just, he'll just say shit on Twitter to fuel the fire to the point where I'm like, For no reason. Bruh. Yeah. Bruh, why are you doing this? <laughs> Let it go. Why? Let I like go. you as a Let person, but like, come on, yeah. man. So yeah. I just kind of stay away from a lot of it. <laughs> The the Game Grumps are, are an example of, like, it feels like they're getting shot on for something completely different every week. Yeah. And I'll follow all of them. Like, I'll look into it. I'll check it out, all whatever. And and usually it's so much of a minor fucking nitpick that, like, I, I don't care. Right? Yeah. Like, a lot of the time it's like, oh, they... they Aaron was asking if, if he... If the Game Grumps brand should make a statement about the current Black Lives Matter protest and people got mad 
that he even had to ask such a question in the first, like, I don't, (laughs) like, he didn't do anything wrong. He was legitimately asking. Yeah. Right? And people are going to give him shit for that. And then he makes the post. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, well, now this is such a corporate show of a post. Like, some people, legitimately, and I even put PewDiePie in this camp sometimes, although he is a bit more like, he'll he'll do dumb shit very often. Agreed. Uh, But... But but the example I'm using here is there there are certain creators that are that are big enough to the point where they're gonna get accused just for looking the wrong way. Yeah. And I don't have yeah. time to like substantiate dumbass claims that 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 don't matter, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the type of thing where it's like, all right, I know Aaron and Dan are good people. I've heard time and time again that they are good people. I, I see it in content. I don't need to go out of my way to look at every unsubstantiated conspiracy theory thread about them. I'm fine watching them, right? And I might be proven wrong later down the road, and something might happen, and I'll come to that road when I get to it. But for now, I still feel very confident in watching those boys. Um, so I'm going to continue to do so, right? Yeah, for sure. PewDiePie is another one. He gets a lot of un- un- unjustified shit. Some of it is very justified. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know what we're yeah. talking about there for the justified stuff, but a lot of it is unjustified, and that's going to be a thing where like I don't have time to look at every, I don't have time to look at every single complaint everybody has. If something big happens and he gets canceled, I'll move on. I won't argue about it. But as of now, I like the content. I like the dude fair, fair enough. I genuinely believe he's not a shitty person. I'll continue to watch the content. But that line's different for everybody. Definitely. Um, and, and that's important, right? Like, what you deem as crossing the line is different for everybody. Um, I'm not going to say my line's the best one to follow or that Zach's is, uh, but you have to be able to make your own decisions and educate your stuff on the really important stuff and uh, choose for yourself, basically, is what we're getting at here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like with Game Grumps, you know, they've made mistakes in the past. Uh, and I feel like they are the perfect example of owning up to those mistakes, being better, moving forward. Uh, a lot of people, they'll they'll make a mistake, they'll try to hide it, they'll try to cover it up, or they'll apologize for it and then make the same mistake again. Or they'll uh, pretend like they never made the mistake to begin with. And deny it. That's my favorite approach. <laughs> and, and, and defend it over and over and over again. And and none of those things help. They only worsen the yeah. situation. Even if you didn't do it, right? Yeah. You come off that whiny, I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. If <laughs> Unrelated. Unrelated to whether you actually did it or not. You come off that whiny, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. Again, it comes back down to options. I have so many other better options that aren't going to complain that I'll go watch them instead. I don't want a video in my sub box every week about like why you're in the right. Like, okay, cool. Like I get you, bro. Like if you didn't do anything, that's fine. Just move on. Make the content I subscribe to, please. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyways, cancel culture wild (laughs) and. Uh, it definitely has its place. I wish it wasn't called cancel culture. I hate that name so much. I do too. I do uh, too. Call it deplatforming. It doesn't sound sexy, but that's what it is. 
deplatform um, fun, uh, problematic creators and defund the police. That's my. That's there my you statement. go, baby. There you go. <laughs> I think for me, um, I just kind of want to read this 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 Twitter thread I had since I have it up. Uh, my five basic points about the whole thing. Number one, please don't idolize content creators. We're not a special group. The more power you give to people, the more likely we'll have situations like these. If we just treat people normally in the first place, it won't blow your mind when they do something awful. True fact. Point number two, don't support problematic creators. The biggest way you guys can make a positive change is to stop blatantly supporting problematic people. The fact that people still watch Pro Jared and Appy are part of the problem. Not every case is 100% obvious, of course, but please be aware. Point number three, canceling people can be good. Not having pedophiles and rapists in our community is a good thing. It means we have standards and consequences, and it means we have people who are willing to speak up and that we listen to those people when they speak up. Celebrate those victories. That's a good thing. It don't have to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's all about mindset. Number four, I'm not special either. Guess what? I'm not a perfect person. I've ignored marginalized groups. I've lied on Twitter and video. I've used people for my own personal gains. I've said the N-word before. I'm not... Amazing. Don't view me as some sort of perfect role model, please. Just in general. But just please. (laughs) And then number five, final thoughts. Despite all of this, I'm still learning and improving as a person. I'm aware of my own faults, and I think you guys should be too. Above all else, my main goal is just being empathetic toward others. Be good to each other, y'all. It's so crucial. And yeah. That's the thing, right? be good to each other. Like, be good to each other. Continue to grow and evolve and learn as a person. You know, don't make the same mistakes again. And uh, hold other people accountable. That's a good thing. Yep. I fuck on personal growth, dude. Me too. (laughs) And it's just going to be a thing where as we continue to do this podcast, it's going to be less and less about like, wow, YouTube and content creation is so cool. And more about like, Yo, did, did you hear my new life-changing habit I'm doing Yo. where I just like, <laughs> eat right? Like, that's going to be the, the hype pog chant moments in the YouTube podcast is me talking about how I'm not eating dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually, like, eating a salad and exercising properly. Like, those are going to be the big gains. Absolutely. Because I care way more about, like, personal growth and, like, learning from mistakes than I do about whatever stupid-ass YouTube video I released. Like, Bro, me too. You know? Me too. Hands down. Trying to do better. We all should be trying to do better. I think that's important. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We did our news episode. That's all I got. On the topic. We did it. We did YouTube news. In 2020. And if you have any kind of news that you want us to talk about in a future episode of the podcast, let us know. You can send us comments. You can hit us up in the email. Another YT podcast at gmail.com. And we will talk about them if we feel like we have something important to bring to the conversation. Uh, don't don't expect a YouTube news episode like on a certain schedule or anything. But if we feel inclined, oh, no. like, we'll do one. We've done one in the past, and I I like the format enough. So, do you wanna? I do too. I fuck. You wanna read our comment? We got a comment <gasps> from who else? <gasps> The gang <gasps> Oh shit! On episode fifty-seven. He writes to us. 
Rest in peace, Borat. <laughs> we miss him. Rest in peace, every day. indeed. Head to the funeral this Saturday. I hope you all join me. <laughs> Uh, he adds, documentary stuff sounds dope, Aiden. Hope the creative challenge is enjoyable. Return of Ian was poggers. Recording the day this goes up. Are you <laughs> sure about that, LaMeo? We stand booktube. Can't wait for the channel reviews. This is what I mean when I say Ramson's comments are like segmented. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like you're not supposed to read it all together. You're supposed to read one sentence at a Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And then figure it out. <laughs> well, let me ask you, how is documentary stuff going? So, filmed a little bit more Epic. Uh, this week. Got to film a veteran, which was neat. And uh, we've also been going through the footage. My mom kind of like has this huge ass giant notepad. Mm-hmm. And basically, as we're watching the videos, any like little clip that sounds good to her, she uh, writes it down and then tells me to find the time code. So we were like gathering a bunch of time codes from all these different clips. And we've gotten through watching almost all of it at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm telling her pretty much that like we already have like well worth more than 17, 20 minutes worth of footage. Like <laughs> we're getting upward of an hour here. We're going to have to stop filming stuff eventually. Uh, but yet, yeah, despite that, <laughs> um, I'm going to interview an occupational therapist um, and a couple of other people before we're done filming. So who knows at this point um, what the what the what the ETA is? We don't really have a deadline, okay? So it's just gonna keep going for a couple of weeks. But uh, if I have any major updates like editing or we're getting toward the end game, I'll, I'll let you know. But right now we're just kind of like filming and still going over stuff. Epic. We have to take a break from it. Actually, <laughs> it'll be nice. Going on vacation this week, everybody. Oh shit. So. By the time you hear this, I, I should be back, but I'll be gone for like a week or so. So we wanted to get together and record YouTube podcast. Shit. That'd be hype. Ramson had asked me in a VC chat the other day. He said, when is the return of the return of Yen coming by? Because <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm back, guys. Did like five We're episodes back. in a row and then hadn't put out anything in three weeks. So I thought that was pretty, It'd be like that pretty amusing. Uh, and then I mean like I had one video in June so uh, I get it it is what it is I, I hope everybody enjoys the channel reviews they're out already now for us um, as far as the recording goes but like I'm, I'd be interested to to read the comments for those yep be epic you still gotta do Calfros too we do we do gotta do the Calfro channel he, review he listed it on the Twitter thread and we just did the first four yeah but rest assured, Calfro, we have not forgotten about you. Not at all. You probably already left a comment. I know, but we have not <laughs> forgotten. We will do yours in the next in the next batch. True, true shit right there, bro. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, if you would like your channel to be reviewed, leave a comment down below, and also leave some topics and suggestions. All that would we be. We got good. one from uh, Ramson last week, but the more the merrier. More than it's nice to pick and choose what we're feeling like talking about when we get ready to record these rather than being like oh um um well i guess we could talk about uh ad revenue because we haven't talked about that yet like <laughs> or analytics <laughs> that analytics thing been sitting there for like two years mm. but uh we hadn't felt like talking about it yet so yeah. i think 
hold on. I gotta check something real quick. Gotta... Mm-hmm. Because the last major one where we were, like, dreading putting it out was the uh, SEO episode. Yeah. And I'm trying... I think that was episode 50. What? No, it wasn't episode 50. No, it was episode 30. Damn. So this was supposed to be the episode where we did that. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fine. You can wait a little longer. Wait a little longer. We'll do analytics eventually. And then the same way we're going to do an episode about monetization. We have that on the list. Uh, taxes is going to be an episode. We have that on the list. We got Ramsen's comment about organizational skills. It's there. But it's just not, it's not exciting. Right? We're looking for like those, those hype ass topics so yeah. if you got any leave them in the comments or our email another yt podcast at gmail.com yeah boy be epic i guess we're done so i've been zach and i've been a and thank you for listening to this episode of another youtube podcast loggers thanks bro <laughs> you're welcome <laughs>